welcome to the Sound in Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Isham, owner and founder of Dreamer Productions and Sound in Marketing Learning. I create, consult, and educate brands and individuals on the power of sound in marketing. To learn more about sound and marketing, check out some cool resources, take some awesome courses, and join a cool community, go to www.soundinmarketing.com. If you're a brand that needs help navigating the soundscape, want to get a more specific assessment of options and trends in sound or voice first, or looking to create some custom and curated sound, go to dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. Now on to the show. For this season, I wanted to focus on definitions because if you don't fundamentally understand the industry, it's harder to navigate it and harder to ultimately succeed. And that's why every episode will start with a what is. Today, we will be defining voice gaming with a very special guest, Nick Saka. Nick is a retired veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard. He found his passion for voice first through Amazon Alexa back in 2015, when she was first released. In 2017, he made the jump to development and currently has been involved with creating over 400 voice apps. Now, Nick donates his time to his podcast, Voice Spark Live, and also is the chief evangelist for WanderWord, which includes Poptail and Fabula, the engine behind their compelling interactive audio entertainment adventures. Welcome to the show, Nick. Awesome. Thank you very much, Gina, for having me. Um, why don't you go ahead and give kind of a general introduction to your company and what you do? So I kind of wear two hats. One hat is the Voice Spark Live hat, where we have our own podcast and we review Amazon Alexa skills and Google Actions. And the whole purpose of that is we want to shed a light on uh, medium and small time developers that are making waves in the voice industry. We're really on a mission to do that. Now, on my other hat that I wear is the chief evangelist for WonderWord, and that includes Poptel and their engine that they use called Fabula. And they are actually out of Bolden, Sweden, and they are a, an awesome company that is creating some killer voice apps. And that's sort of what we're here to talk about today, which is voice gaming. And uh, a lot of people might say, well, what the heck is voice gaming? Well, voice gaming is whenever you're driving over an hour to work, and you say, hey, lady, open Escape 63rd. That's what voice gaming is. And then for the next hour, even though you're driving in your car to work, you are taken to another place, another time, making choices that will impact you and your character. So I am very curious about this because I have not gotten into the voice gaming. When when I hear gaming, I'm not a gamer Normally, anyways, I never really played video games except for like Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers. Like 2D was good. 3D oh, got yeah. confusing for my eyes. And then you talk about voice gaming. And the only the only thought that I have in my head is thinking of it as um, you remember the old computer, the DOS screen ones, oh, um, I had yes. cousins that would that would. um create games, program games and stuff. But I remember one that would frustrate me and it was just words and it'd say, you are in a room to the North is a table to the South is a door to the East is this, you know, and, and you had to like figure things out by typing. And so that's kind of what I envision like voice gaming being is a version of that, that you're, you're saying instead of typing. Am I correct? 
Yes, to some degree, because, you know, you'll have simple trivia games like, hey, who won Super Bowl 13? You know what I mean? And, you'll, you know, that's that's just your basic trivia game, leaderboard, so on and so forth. But for those type of games that you're talking about, imagine that DOS game on steroids. That is essentially what voice gaming is and can be when it's done right. Uh, one of the... There's actually two games that I would highly recommend people checking out. The first one is Escape 63rd and Wallace. And you just say, open Escape 63rd on your near your Echo device, and it'll open up. But it takes place in 1893 at the World's Fair. And your sister has gone missing. And you have to get to her last location, which is this hotel, which is operated by H.H. Holmes, or a character based on H.H. Holmes. So it's based on true events that had taken place. Your job is to locate and try to retrieve your sister while escaping from this hotel. So everything helps create that atmosphere, whether it's, you know, um, the description of the things that are in the room, like you were, like you were saying, or a sound of, of the light switch turning on whenever you turn it on, all of those things kind of, um, it sets a level of standard for the ambiance and it, and it gets the player into it. And if you can do that, if you can create that atmosphere, then I think, I think you can make a hell of a good voice, um, a voice game. Secondly, uh, there's another game out there called Journey 3000. Journey 3000 is made by an individual in the Netherlands. And he took, he bought the rights for a choose your own adventure book. Mm. And he took that entire book and made it into an Amazon Alexa skill. And it is phenomenal. So what ends up happening is, you go through, you make your different uh, decisions. He brought in a professional narrator to do this. It sounds phenomenal, the way this guy talks. And uh, you make these different decisions, and there's over 32 different endings in this skill. Anywhere from the happiest of endings to, like, the very first choice where he's like, are you up for the challenge? And you say no, and he's like, game over. <laughs> you know, so there's 32 different endings. It keeps track of your progress. I've went through like 98% of the game, which essentially means that I just didn't, you know, make a, I went left when I should have gone right. And I would have gone down the other, you know, the other, the other choice. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that these are two skills that embody what voice gaming is. And uh, I hope everybody gives them a shot. I loved the choose your own adventure books. So that yes. was also something that I think of when I, when I hear the idea of voice gaming, the other thing that I think about, and I don't even know if this is possible is like gaming to me. I also think of like those shoot 'em up uh, video games and um, like the high intense energy. And like it, it's all about the hand and eye coordination. Is there any way to, um, I mean, obviously you're not using your hands, but is there a way to bring that sort of a game into voice, do you think? You know, you bring up a good point. And I can actually tell you about somebody who incorporated something like that. Clint McLean from, from Budgie, he put out Detective X. And one of the ways you have to defeat the bad guy at the end of Detective X is remembering a pattern 
And based on remembering that pattern, you will then either defeat the bad guy or you'll draw or he'll defeat you or something to that effect. So whenever you look at these things, it wouldn't necessarily be hand-eye coordination with your, with, your, uh, with your body or using a controller or even looking at it, but it's going to be more with your mind, the coordination skills, the, rem- uh, the remembering, um, things like that, that are going to come really into play as, as we move, as this industry expands. And I wonder, I, I know that there would be this, but like the crossover between, so like you've got the, the Echo Dot and then you've got Echo Show. Um, are Is there any crossover with voice gaming onto the visual end of it? It's still not that hand and eye coordination, but. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's a lot of that. So with the introduction of APL and also uh, Canvas for Google, you're seeing that people are creating um, these very intricate masterpieces as far as the visual representations go. Uh, take Wonder Word, for instance, right? For every project, they bring in um, uh, artists to develop the artwork for their skill. So, I mean, some of the most beautiful rendered images that I've seen pop up on my Echo device whenever I'm going through a battle in the cursed painting or if I'm, or if I'm uh, you know... Uh, what was the what was the other one? Or if I'm in Escape 63rd, whenever you die, there's like a an old timey uh, newspaper. It says young girl found dead, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> and it's just, you know, it, it's those little things that, that bring it all together and make it a nice little a nice little package with a bow on top. But I will tell you this. One of the things I like about voice gaming is that. It doesn't it, it doesn't matter if you're visually impaired, it doesn't matter if um, if you can see perfectly, everybody is on the same playing field. So whenever you look at um, leaderboards, you know those leaderboards aren't defined as oh these are the these are the fifty thousand people who could see perfectly fine, and here's the twenty five thousand who are who are uh, visually impaired. No, here is the seventy five thousand people that are competing in this game. End of story. So that is what's beautiful about voice gaming. It's about leveling the playing field. It's about saying, okay, it, whether or not you're visually impaired or not, you are on the same level. And I think it even goes deeper than that because if you look in a lot of your Amazon um, accessibility menus, you can actually set your Echo up to have like um, a series of like touch button controls. So if you are deaf or mute, you can still use a display device to get the information that you need. A lot of people don't know about that. Mm. And that to me is phenomenal. I give my hat off to Amazon for even looking at the complete include uh, inclusion uh, conundrum. That's amazing. That's really, really cool. And I wonder too, like, you know, you and I both have kids. I wonder if for like younger kids that can't quite get that um, hand and eye coordination with like a game console, Mm-hmm. How, would it help sharpen their minds playing a voice game to sharpen their brain to like get their cognitive thinking faster? I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think so, because uh, one of the things that I actually did, because I, I test a lot of the products too for, for WonderWord, and I test a lot of the products whenever I'm doing my my YouTube videos for, for VoiceSpark. And a lot of times if it's a kid-oriented skill, I'll have my daughter come in and we'll test it out right here at my desk. And then she'll, 
you know, I, I know if a skill is good or not from a kid perspective, if she stays longer than three minutes, that's Absolutely. the cutoff. If yeah. she stays longer than three minutes, it's golden. If she doesn't and she's out there doing something else, you might need to tweak it a bit. Mm -hmm. I think kids are a really good gauge of that because oh, yeah. Yeah, their attention is very limited brands yes. and companies now. Um, I think that uh, you and I both are in the voice industry, the voice first industry, the sound marketing industry. And um, the idea of incorporating creativity into that from a brand perspective mm -hmm. is a highly underdeveloped, underutilized situation, in my opinion. I think that brands have an opportunity to be way more creative with this than they have been thus far. Yes. And I remember hearing about, um, I, I think it was a skill and it was for, um, it was on HBO, the Western with robots. Westworld? I of Wonder Word. Westworld. There we go. Um, I, I heard about a skill uh, that HBO did for Westworld and it was, I believe, a hi hiatus program. So it was in between seasons and it was mostly focused towards fans and I'd never seen it. So I didn't really try this out, but apparently they had a ton of the voices from the Westworld program in this, uh, you know, game or the skill game, uh, where you kind of followed through Westworld and you, you had an, an adventure, a journey through Westworld. And I thought that that was an excellent use of a hiatus for a production company, you know, they have another season coming and their fans want more. So why not do this? Another, another idea is like, I loved the office and they did office ladies podcast. And it was so fun to listen to like the behind the scenes. And like, it was Angela and Pam and they were just gabbing. And it was so much fun to like bring that, that experience back. But again, these are more entertainment based companies. How could we, how could a bank best utilize something like voice gaming? You know, I, I feel like there's a creativity that has not been tapped. Probably about seven years ago, I was in stationed in Cleveland and I went into my bank, got a couple suckers for my kids, deposited a check. And on my way out, they handed me this pamphlet. They're like, oh, you got kids in a car. I'm like, yeah, I got two kids. They're like, oh, well, here you go. And they handed me this Sesame Street, like, bifold DVD that taught kids how to save money. Now, imagine if they incorporated that whole thing into a voice application for Google Assistant, for Amazon Alexa, for even Samsung Bixby, you know, um, a game where they're using this uh, combined partnership with int intellectual property like Sesame Street, and especially with a Echo Auto, because... I think the best use case for any of this stuff is whenever you're whenever you're in the car. It's one thing to rock out to, you know, um, Fleetwood Mac, or uh, you know, listen to uh, listen to your series of podcasts that that may be out of episodes, or you maybe maybe in a um, you know may not have any in the queue. But that's where the voice gaming and that's where the entertainment factor comes in. Whenever you're on those long car drives, whenever it's just you and your family and you're hitting the road. You know, you go ahead and you could be like, hey, I'm going to open up 20 questions or I'm going to open up a uh, question of the day. Let's go. Let's see if we can answer these. Those are the th that's going to be the that's going to be what I think is going to be the future of gaming. It's going to be using time effectively. Tune in next week for the conclusion to our conversation. And don't forget to subscribe on all the major podcast channels. 
share with friends, follow, and rate it. Spread the word because, well, more people should know about this stuff. I know you know that now. For any other inquiries, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R Productions.com or SoundInMarketing.com. LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A at DreamerProductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.